hurry, hurry, hurry down to Paramnesia Theater. Gather round as four friends share, rewatch, and possibly ruin favorite films from their childhoods. Be sure to come early and get a good parking spot because there's always a good show at the drive-in. Now that'll be five dollars a ticket, please. Welcome back to Paramnesia Theater. I'm Rebecca. I'll be your host for this evening. As always, I'm here with Tim. Hello. Anna. Hi there. And Riley. Hey there. Hi there. Ho, ho, ho there. Join us tonight for a flashback to 1995 as we watch Robert Downey Jr. in Mr. Willoughby's Christmas Tree. We've got some fresh-baked Christmas cookies here, but please visit the concession stand for half-off baked goods sold by our half-baked teenage employees. Now that everyone's got their snacks, let's chat about our expectations. I'll let others go first, because I have seen this movie. I haven't, and I was instantly thrown off when you said Robert Downey Jr. That was very exciting, and now I'm confused with all the stoner references, so I'm very curious about what this movie is. The stoner references are unrelated. Okay, um, <laughs> I was like, whoa, I thought this was a kid's movie. It is. Okay. Um, going along with your movie, it is also a Muppets movie. An underrated and underknown Muppets movie. Like a Muppets branded movie? I would assume so. Um, remember you commented on those bears that yes. weren't very Muppet looking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're a big part of the story. Really? Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. So it's like a lot of the lesser known Muppets. All right. Yeah. And, do and the bears pick the Christmas tree, like the perfect Christmas tree? They do. Many little families pick their perfect Christmas tree. Interesting. You're going to love it. It's great. And Robert Downey Jr., isn't it? Yes. Um, like, like, like a young He's so man? young. Like a so child? I have spent my whole life thinking he was like 18. Uh, I Googled it. He was like 30. <laughs> so I was way okay. off. But he looks young. He looks like he could be like maybe 21. That's wild. Yeah. 30 is way older than I thought. So how old is he now? I think 90. he's like 60. He's 60 years old? I think so. I had no idea he is 60 years old. Well, let's just use some IMDb. I feel like I watched a movie not too long ago with him in it, and he looked really young. Um, it was called like Game 6 or something, and it had Michael Keaton in it. But Robert Downey Jr. was a uh, critic for theater, and he, like, used to disguise himself because he was a hated critic. He always said bad things about the plays. So he had to, like, dress up so no one knew it was him because no one wanted him to review their play. But <laughs> he awesome. looked very young in it. But I think that movie was from, like, the uh, maybe 90s, I think. But he he looks young. He's 58 years old. Wow. That yeah. blows my mind, honestly. I did not know he was that old. Yeah, I didn't either. He looks great. He does. It's amazing what money will do for your looks. That's true. You can't deny that. <laughs> Everybody's getting old so fast. Oh, none of these are things. I, I yeah, I'm, I don't understand age, so it doesn't work. <laughs> you don't understand it, like, I just chronologically? Don't follow along with it well. Uh. Yeah. I don't know, timey-wimey. Yeah, you know? that's true. It's just really hard for me to keep track of that stuff. So a lot of it sounds surprising most of the time. So when it surprises everyone else, it's just still surprising to me. <laughs> Now, am I correct that also Leslie Nelson is in this movie? Leslie Nielsen, yeah. Nielsen. He is great in this. Um, he's got his own little love story with Stalker Channing, who was Rizzo in Greece. I am really excited to watch this movie. This, this is way more than what I thought was going to be like going on. This is a great movie. Huge celebrities in it, and I can't believe it's not more famous. Uh, that's awesome. Was this a TV special? Because you said it's only half an hour. So was this like put on TV? I don't know. Um, we just had this one on VHS and I don't I don't have a memory of it being 
like recorded or having the commercials or anything like that. So I'm not sure where it came from. Mm. But my mom found it on DVD for me a few years ago on like eBay or something and bought it for me. Man, I'm, yeah, very excited. Um, I guess I could tell you the synopsis. Well, this is what I wrote down without having watched it recently. I don't know if I watched it last year either. Um, Mr. Willoughby, Robert Downey Jr., needs to find the perfect Christmas tree, and he unknowingly falls in love with the same tree as a tiny little deer mouse dad, who's also looking for the perfect tree for his family. Also, Mr. Willoughby's butler falls in love with the maid. So you said a deer mouse? Is that what you said? Yeah, there's a little mouse family. Everybody in the woods wants this tree, and it's like, it's just great. I don't want to explain it more. Man, so I first heard the title, and I just assumed it was this really old guy, and I didn't even think about, I'm, I don't know, be honest with you, but I didn't, none of what you've explained so far was anywhere near what I thought this was going to be about. Um, it's funny, too, because Robert Downey Jr.'s character is super rich and, like, is throwing a Christmas party, so it's like watching a young Tony Stark have a party. <laughs> it's weird. That's wild. He's only ever played this role. Yep. He's always the rich guy throwing parties. I'm just glad we get to watch so much Muppets this holiday season. I'm really excited to see uh, Leslie Nielsen. That's, uh, he was hitting it real big in Canada. I think he was, didn't he come up in like the same crew as like Dana Carvey and, uh, um, that Wayne's World guy whose name I always forget. Mike Myers. Mike Myers. I think that was around the same time if I remember right. I would have put him more with, um, ah, shit, what's his name? Hey, well, remember what I said just a short while ago. You don't know time. I don't know time. (laughs) So for all of our listeners, (laughs) I don't know time. I'm really sorry. I would have put him with, like, Steve Martin and the other guy he's always with. Oh, um, Martin Short? Yeah. I think they're Mm. a a bit, is he, I don't think he's that old. He's looked the same since I was born, so I don't really know. Well, I'm also not sure when he got into comedy. I feel like he got into comedy later, Wait. maybe. He did. Yeah. He was an older gentleman when he got into it. But he was in, like, Airplane, which I love, one and two. Um, he was also in a movie called Hot Shots, which is very funny. It's a... In Hot Shots part D. It's a parody of Top Gun. Yeah. Same uh, way, like, Airplane's a parody mm-hmm. of, you know, some airplane. Jaws. And part yeah. D is a parody of... Um, Oh, fuck. I just knew it. It's that Vietnam movie. Platoon. I never saw that one either. Platoon. Because uh, Charlie Sheen's in it. Charlie Sheen's dad is in it. Martin Charlie Sheen? Sheen's in... Oh, in, Martin Sheen has a cameo in Platoon. In, I think. In, in Hot Shots Part 2. Hot Shots? Hot Shots. <laughs> Hot Shots Part 2. Uh, it's played by... His son. Yeah, what the fuck's his name again? God. Charlie Sheen? Charlie Sheen. God damn it. Yeah. We're bad at this. Oof. Isn't the old guy in, in Naked Gun and stuff? Yes. 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 I think that's what he's famous for. Yeah. Originally. I think that might have been his, like, breakout. Mm-hmm. Or... And he's old in that. Yeah. He always had white hair. Always. He's definitely older than Mike Myers. Absolutely. I'm thinking of Ron Nielsen. I'm thinking Kevin Nielsen. Who? I don't know I think. who Kevin Nielsen is. Shoot. I'm thinking of the guy from uh, uh, Grandma's Boy. Oh. Oh. What? Wait, Mr. Uh... <laughs> Oh, Wait, Mr. Cheezel? <laughs> oh, not that guy. I love him, though. Isn't that Kevin Neal? I don't know or, what his name is. I thought his name was... <laughs> He's just Mr. <laughs> Cheezel for me. Yeah. Man, you you have... I can't... I wish I knew what happened in your mind throughout us talking about this. Like, where you started and what you thought this movie was going to be. 
down to just realizing the old dude's old, man. He's old as fuck. That's what I'm like. Well, now we're back closer to where I thought we were going to be with an old guy in a movie. So we're doing better, Well, there is right? an old guy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He must be the butler, right? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Does yep. he sit in a rocking chair next to a fireplace at some point? Because I pictured that in my head when I first heard about this movie. I don't think so. I think he's usually doing butler things. Yes, he mostly and bottles. Mostly yeah. bottles. He's yeah. a bottle. Mm. Butler. Mm. Is the maid a Muppet that he falls in love no, with? No, that's Dockard Channing. Oh. Who I always thought looked super old in this movie, but like she must have not been So let's been just tell old. me who this is. What are they known for? She's Rizzo from Greece and other She's things. Rizzo from but... the Muppets. <laughs> that's who I pictured. <laughs> is it the, the woman with the curly black hair? Is yes. it that one? Yeah. Yes. The main pink lady? The main. The bitch that gets pregnant. She doesn't really get pregnant, though. It's been a while but since I've seen Greece. It, it's okay. You don't it's not that. the Lamb Chops lady. I don't know what that means. The lady who plays in Lamb Chops, the TV show? The puppeteer. The lady is the puppeteer. I've never seen it. It's the same person? She, Lamb Chop is her puppet. Wow. I didn't know that. I thought it was just someone else doing it. I'm trying to that look up what else one. she's in, but I don't know. Not much, apparently. I mean, a lot. She's in a shitload of things, but, like, nothing... I know. Why don't you just pull up a photo and show me that photo? Because a name probably wouldn't do it anyway. It hasn't at this point. <laughs> it wouldn't matter anyways. I think you'd be thinking of somebody completely different. It's true. Like a Muppet. Oh, not what I was picturing. <laughs> oh my yep. God. That's good. That's good. Thank you. Wait. Do you know who she is now? Um, as that person in Greece. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's all you need to know. Nailed it. That's exactly what I thought. The woman in my head was much more haggard. Much more haggard. She is now. Recent pictures did not look super great. I mean, in Greece, she looked 30 years old anyway. Well, she was. They all were like 40. Yeah. Also, fun fact, this movie only has a 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb, Hmm. which is really sad because it should definitely be like a 7.5 at least. I would rate it a 10 because I love it. You'll have to wait to hear my rating. Yeah. You're always pretty harsh, so I'm nervous. <laughs> and it I, will involve food somehow. I don't mean to be <laughs> harsh at all. I don't know how that happens every time. I'm just honest. And then it comes out mean somehow. Hey, it is what it is. Yeah. That's the point. That's why you get to rate it. I just write the first thing that comes to mind. And then usually I reread it later and I'm like, oh man, I should have wrote something different than that. <laughs> but it's too late. Hey. <laughs> i think you changed it for uh rocket and bullwinkle uh yeah you updated i gave it a quick little rewrite yeah that was a fun one that was a fun one it's a good episode mm-hmm. i also learned in researching this movie uh that it's based on a children's book by robert barry i never knew that all these years i wonder if that has any motivation Muppets? on oh. like why the time frame is 30 minutes if it's because it was just filling the necessary plot and then whoever paid to get it made was like yeah that'd be perfect for whatever try yeah type and they of don't want to drag it out and yeah yeah really are it. muppets in the book as well like, i don't know i didn't look the book up oh i just found out there was one but i don't think so i feel like it's probably just a regular illustration that's interesting so like how they did muppets of the caribbean what <laughs> They did Muppets of the Caribbean. Treasure Island. Excuse is me. That what you Thank mean? you. <laughs> Muppet Treasure Island. I was Island. like, we should stop and watch that. <laughs> Muppets Tim doesn't know people, ah. names, or Movies. places, <laughs> measurements, <laughs> time. Uh, Any hooser. 
Which one were we talking about? You were saying that it was based on a book, Treasure Island. Right. So that was based on a book. So it's interesting that Muppets, Jim Hansen is like, I like this piece of whatever, and I'm going to now take the Muppets and have them do it. Mm. It's a very interesting thing to have Muppets like recreating thing. It'd be interesting if like video games were bigger, would he have done like Muppet video games? Yeah. Would he have done like Muppet Goldeneye? (sighs) You know, Muppet mode? You know, Muppet mode? Yeah, where you play a Muppet and you shoot everybody up. Oh, I didn't even think about him being... And I meant what he used the Muppets to recreate like the storyline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, The Last of Us would be pretty cool with Muppets. Mm. I'm I'm going so brain dead on good games right now. It it hurts. Uh, Muppet Skyrim. There we go. Thank you. You know, it's just something like... Muppet Red Dead. That's what I need in my life. I would love some some Western Kermit on a horse would be so great. Yeah. Honestly, I could picture Gonzo being the dragonborn. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 100%. You guys want to know what snacks I made? What snacks did you make? I made, in light of Christmas, cookies and cream cookies. Very Ooh. nice. Yeah. That you can have amazing. some nice milk with them, too. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Yeah. I just sold excited. it right there. Yeah, I tried one. They're really good. What if the movie theaters at the concession stand, you got to have a cold glass of milk with some, like, Oreos yeah. to watch a movie? Fantastic. One of the last movies I went to was uh, the new Black Widow one, I think, mm-hmm. in theater. And uh, they had the pretzel bites, and we got a bucket of them with the cinnamon sugar. Mm. Oh, my God. And they oh. give you the dip. That is the best theater snack i have I, um, I i don't ever buy anything at the theater i would double down on that bucket like i would get two buckets next time they were mm. what theater was this um i think it was a regal down in kingston oh shit yeah it was wow yeah that was it there so there, that was the sweet one they had the savory one and you got you dipped it in like cheese but like screw that one that was nothing i didn't not, i had no interest in that all i want i just wanted that sweet mm. Because you already had kind of a little bit of salt because it's like a pretzel dough. So, like, that's mm-hmm. all of the amount of salt you need with that sweet. And then, but, yeah, it was... Just, it was. I love salty sweet. Sorry, food. I just got really lost just thinking about it. I was really... I can in see that, it in your yeah. eyes. <laughs> yeah. You're, like, almost drooling over them. <laughs> I am there. I am back in that moment, my man. Is there anything else about the movie you'd like to share ahead of time? Has it won any awards? Uh, that part, I don't know. Well, its rating was low. Its you rating said... was not great. What was it again? out of 10. So not good. It was directed by John Stone, and of course it's produced by the Jim Henson Company, which is not surprising at all. And it was released December 6th, 1995. Hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. We probably won't see Jim Henson in this one, though, right? No, I have a feeling he does not cameo in this one. But I think some of the bigger Muppets do cameo at the end, but I'm not sure. Show starts in one minute. So you guys want to watch the movie? I'm ready. All right, let's yeah. go. Let's go find our tree. We're happy to have you with us this evening and want you to enjoy every minute of your stay here. And while you relax and stretch, visit our concession where you'll find something to please you. There are ice cold drinks, delicious sandwiches, ice cream, coffee and snacks, and many other pleasing treats. Our foods are fresh and tasty, our drinks satisfying and refreshing. So what did you guys think? I have to say, um, it's a Muppet movie, so 
you know, it gets a lot of points for that. Yeah. Uh, it was really cute, though. I liked how everyone got the perfect tree. Yeah. I didn't want to tell you that they, like, chop it up a bunch of times to get it, but I love that. It was good. I really I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. I love Muppet movies, especially ones that are Christmas-themed, so this really got me in the Christmas mood. I feel like, as a disclaimer, you do have to mention that while it is a Muppet movie, it's, it's like, the B-cast. It's, it's, Kermit is in it as a narrator. He's only in there momentarily, visually, and then it's just these other Muppet creatures. Um, just, I was surprised not to see more Muppet things happening. With yeah. Them. Yeah, they're like the ones that you don't realize are Muppets. The bears and the, I, I don't know if I've seen the owls, but I know I've seen the mice. I don't think I've ever seen the owls before. They're my favorite part. Yeah, they have the best setup with yeah. the icicles and everything. It's so beautiful and they're like singing beautifully. It, like, oh. It was like angels instead of owls that were there. Yeah, it's so serene. Yeah. And nice and calm. I feel like my uh, the degradation of my hearing, I might have misunderstood what was happening in that scene because I did not realize they were singing. I was just waiting for something to happen, and it just seemed like 30 seconds of awkward silence until the mice finally spoke, and that was why I asked if anyone knew why the mouths kept opening. Yeah, because um, the owls were singing. I didn't hear the singing. It is weird that in that part they don't like talk about what's happening because the bears are like oh no the honey pot waltz and then they get to the owls and they're like no they did they talked about how um they have their nice music and stuff like that i don't know if kermit said kermit it. was narrating at that point and yeah. he was like this is a night for um celebration and singing and that's what the owls do and yeah, and the lights or whatever they had, the icicles. I, I guess it was the non-verbal aspect. The, the bears talked, everyone else talked about what they were doing, except for the owls. There was a non-verbal thing, and it was, uh, um, it was just hard for me to follow. I did like the honeypot waltz that the bears do. I think we should start incorporating that in the- our Thanksgiving parties. <laughs> <laughs> that could get out of hand. That was a rowdy dance. There's a lot of throwing and mm, rolling and falling. The Christmas tree was getting thrown around. Those mice, I mean, they're going to have TBIs. What? Traumatic brain injuries. Oh, mm. definitely. Yes. They got hawked. Yeah. A lot. At a, a window? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I did like how you could see the mice on the tree, like at all times. Yes. Even when the dude that hates the mice is holding the tree. His hand is right... I mean, it's practically sitting on his hand. He's basically standing... If, yeah. if it was an animated moose, he'd be staring right at its penis. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah, it was right there. It's right there. Right there. Good thing he's not an animated moose. Good thing. <laughs> I do think we need to address the ungodly number of candles everywhere. Yeah, that was a big fire hazard. The maid's room alone is going to burn that whole house the down. The smallest room in the whole building is the one that they crammed candles into. And she's got garland hanging from the ceiling. It was oh, I didn't see a that. lot. And, and uh, fucking... The wreath? The wreath? head wreath thing? Yeah, the head wreath with the candles on it. I want one of those. Like, that's... that's what are you supposed to do? Walk around the house with that? With she's a very like... flammable shawl as well around yeah. your shoulders. That's awful. Bad planning. That room also had to, like, be very warm from all those candles. Oh, I didn't even think about that. It was probably bright. I mean, she liked it bright. That's what she said, but... Now, so they made the reference to her having family in Sweden. Mm. And then when she first starts talking, there's, like, no accent. Because I was like, oh, I guess they're just not going to do a Swedish accent. But then, like, 
four or five sentences into it, maybe, all of a sudden she's talking with a Swedish accent, and that was when someone else pointed out that there was an accent happening. Anna said she sounded not Swedish. She sounded like she was Scottish. Like, I I thought she was going for a Scottish maid, which I guess would have made sense, because it seemed like it was, like, 18th century... That's what I was thinking. uh, England Uh or something. Yeah. I heard the Swedish chef vibe happening. (laughs) I was curious if her Swedish traditions were true. Oh. Listeners, if you're Swedish, write in. Let us know how accurate that is. I do think the candle wreath head thing, I think that is sort yeah. of Swedish in nature, like where it comes from. Yeah. I wonder about the shawl was the thing that sparked my interest. I was like, did they give their daughters shawls? I'm not sure wear about around. that one, but the wreaths look pretty familiar. Yeah. I think that was standing in for white a white dress because she was talking about how the daughter gets dressed in a white dress oh that's when she was like here's this white drapey thing i'm gonna pretend you're a tiny child their love story was super cute although big age gap i guess when i was little they seemed like the same age because all old people are old i want to know why did she look younger in this than in greece that is true and this was 20 years later oh my god when she came i didn't i already forgot that was the same person and uh, and that didn't look anything like the... Wow. Yeah, I only put that connection together recently. I never knew it was her either. Well, that's cool that she stuck with the singing thing. She's a great singer. Her song was beautiful. Well, so I'm going to... Sorry, I'm going to wade in slowly right there. Okay. Oh, God. Um, I, uh, the music and everything was very much lip-synced which was really difficult to watch because how out of control the silent singing was to the audio matchup, which was interesting, mainly because I was thinking back really hard to A Muppet Family Christmas, and I was wondering, like, did they record that live in the studio while they were recording the film? Because everything seems really on point, or... Is it just because there wasn't really a lot of human singing in A Muppet Family Christmas, so you don't see that the lip syncing is off? But, like, I've never really noticed that before that I can think of in a Muppet movie. But, I mean, it's been years, obviously. That's the whole point of this podcast. But, like, that was, like, that was one of the few things that was really irking me was when the humans were, like, terribly off. Robert Downey Jr. specifically was, like, it was hard for me to watch. I was, like, I get it because it's supposed to be, like, a stage setting. But, like, it's a movie. I don't know. It was, just, it was tough for me to watch that part well it's only a recent thing that movies have been doing where the actors really are singing and you're hearing them sing while they're on set i think like sweeney todd was one of the first movies to do that so it's always lip-synced even in the old ones but you're right like like, muppets you don't notice even like grease or any musicals i've seen i assume they're not actually singing on the set yeah that's correct but it's always very it felt rushed there were a couple different camera like shaky angles um from weird spots i will say so i didn't notice much of that but i did notice robert downey jr's choreography while he is singing is he moves a lot there is a lot of movement coming from that man mm-hmm. yeah yeah we haven't really talked much about that how how'd you like rdj in the christmas movie it was weird I noticed he was dressed like Scrooge in the yes. very beginning. Like, it was very obviously meant to look like a Scrooge character. But he's so positive. Cap. Yeah. He's, like, very juxtaposed to Scrooge. It's like if Scrooge was turned earlier in his life or something. Yeah. 
now I have a party every year on Christmas because I love Christmas. But now you see what I mean, why he seems like he could be Tony Stark mm. in this movie. He's super rich. He has no parents. Got butlers and maids. He and was he- also like trying to match them together, which was odd. I thought like, why would an employer be like, my employees should have a relationship? Maybe he's into that. He seems pretty lonely. True. It was very unevoked. There was like no reason for that to even be happening plot wise for like any reason other than it's Christmas. You guys should like hook up or something. I always thought of it as they all live together. So Mr. Willoughby would know that they have a thing or that Leslie Nielsen likes her. It's kind of like a thruple thing. No, no, (laughs) that was not at all what I meant. I meant like he would know like prior to the movie beginning. Right, right. So like, and he just thought that Christmas was the right yeah. time to push it. Yeah, I thought too. Like maybe she was a new maid, so like he wouldn't have seen her at another Christmas party. Like this is the first Christmas party they're having together. But he said mm. she never comes down for Christmas anymore, oh. which implies mm. that she's been there a long time. That's true. Hmm. So maybe he wasn't trying to get them to do anything. He was just trying to encourage the butler to get her to come downstairs for Christmas, and the butler misunderstood. And then she started hitting on him, and he was like, well, I mean, this seems like a good opportunity (laughs) as well. Yeah, Yeah. It could also be trying to fit in the love story in such a short amount of time when there's so many other important plot things going on, like, you know, what the mice have going on. Mm. That's the real story. Their adventure was great. Also, I wanted to point out how great of a parent the mouse dad was. Because, like, the kids kept getting real nervous, and he'd be like, no, no, this is how it is every year. We always do it this way, just to, like, keep them calm. I was like, that's so cute. Dad of the year. I had a thought, what if that is how he does it every year? Or that, I guess. I think he said it was the most unusual, uh, how they got the perfect Christmas tree at the very end. Yeah, that's true. Not how it normally goes, but we got the perfect tree anyway. Well, the kids were safe, you know? They weren't scared anymore, so you might as well be like, well, that was a disaster. And they pretty much got a free ride because they ended up right at their doorstep at the end. Like, oh, this is exactly where we needed to be. Yeah. Felt like Gandalf in that moment. I am where I need to be whenever I need to be there. Oh, I was picturing the eagle scene. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that kind of works too. For some reason, I couldn't get out of my head that I would like to see Pete Davidson in the role as Mr. Willoughby. I was thinking that too, but I couldn't think of his name. Yeah. That's weird. I would watch that, yeah. I have Steve Martin as Mr. Baxter, but I think that's just because he has white hair. Mm. And they could play similar roles. Oh, man. Him and Pete Davidson? Boy, would that be a pair. That would be. I I actually think that could be pretty enjoyable. But I couldn't come up with anyone for Miss Adelaide. I kept thinking of the mom from Step Brothers. Charlie Theron, yeah. I kept thinking of the mom from Step Brothers. I don't know her name, though. Oh, yeah. But she seems like she could do the role. Now, for the old guy, whatever his name was. Mr. Baxter. Mr. Butler Baxter. I had, of course, Danny DeVito. (laughs) Because I thought that would be really funny. Because I think he'd be really funny in every single role. Maybe one of our things should be that, which role should Danny DeVito have been? We'll put him in every movie. I like that. (laughs) Frodo. Yeah. He should play Frodo Baggins. Actually, he should play Gollum. He'd be way better Gollum. He would be. I'm thinking of the um, It's Always Sunny episode where everyone gets sick and he's rolling around in the sanitizer. Yeah. Yeah. That one's gross. Yes, it is. 
Now, if we're going to replace people in the cast, should we replace Kermit as a narrator with a different Muppet? Like, who would have been a better narrator? Gonzo? You know, I think for the straight and to the point nature, Kermit was the better pick. Watching Gonzo narrate um, the Christmas Carol. Yes. Muppet Christmas Carol. That's true. He takes a very roundabout approach, especially when he has that little rat with him. That Rizzo throws everything off. Well, he's reciting lines from the book. He's also, you know, telling people about things. I don't know. I just feel like Kermit can get it done in 30 minutes, where Gonzo seems like he needs a drawn-out amount of time. Yeah. Kermit is the flagship as well. That is true. So I didn't realize that this was a musical, but I found out very quickly, obviously, as it just opens right into song. Um, And that was kind of a fun surprise. Uh, It was another thing where I was like, it just... Whoop! didn't see that coming either i like that it's pretty much the same song through the whole thing mm. it's almost like a like a fun medley like yeah that's like your constant course you keep coming back to you kind of go into these interesting verses along the way and then you keep coming back yeah it yeah. was it was really fun i like the lumberjack bit i like their the, little song the boots and the yeah. yeah i was like man how big is this tree they really get the emphasis across just by how many pairs of boots walk across the screen during the uh the lumberjacks yeah yeah there had to, be, had to be like a dozen rows of people yeah it was i also was just like man i would kill to have a pair of boots like that those are like some nice leather boots they were nice stomping boots mm. has anyone else seen um monty python's lumberjack song no. no oh when they were singing that song it reminded me of that it's it, i mean it's obviously a little more like comedy driven but it's like i'm a lumberjack and i'm okay i cut trees all day and blah 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 blah, blah. like it, it just reminded me so much because that's the, that's what the lumberjacks were singing they're like we mm. cut trees and we're lumberjacks like it, it just, yeah it was the same I, thing i was like oh that's funny maybe they drew inspiration perhaps probably mm. um i wanted to point out that it felt like they pulled every big word out of the thesaurus for robert downey jr to say so i was wondering if those are real words yeah, yes see- they are I think most of them were. Some of them were not. Mm. I was, they all, a lot of them sounded very made up to me. And I was like, this is, all words are made up. Yes. But a lot of them sounded very uh, uh, created by the author of this book. I think it was like 75, 25. Because a lot of them, like the arborito is a word for a tree. Yeah. Like, yeah th- a lot uh, of them were big thesaurus words. But there was also like. I don't know. One time I was I was wondering and he was like awesomonious and I was like that's not that's just a that's just a plan. Awesome. on top of awesome. I think it's a character trait for Mr. Willoughby that he's got this like weird fanciful way of speaking because no one else is talking like that. It's just him. He it's also him. talked in rhymes a lot, not the whole time, but a lot. But that was a lot of them were he would just take this extra word, like the ammonious, and then attach it to two words. So the the rhyming part was just the ammonious, the part that oh. wasn't part of the words in the first place. So, I don't know. To me, I was just like, I can't tell if he's supposed to be fancy or just a total fool. I think he's supposed to be fancy. He's rich and he has a big vocabulary. And eccentric. He could have dead parents. And eccentric. Yeah, let's speculate wildly. What happened to his parents, do you think? The well, Spanish flu. I would assume they died when he was young, and the butler was put in charge of the finances. The butler made sure not to invest in his education so that he would be this big dolt, so he wouldn't understand that he had any money, and then the butler's really in charge. Hmm. I would have said Bucky killed him. It does seem like Bucky Barnes probably killed his parents, but... Who's Bucky Barnes? The Winter, the Winter Soldier. Soldier. From the Avengers. Is he part of this 
No, he wasn't in the movie. He's from the Marvel Universe. He's the guy with the metal arm. I just thought maybe he crossed over somehow. He might. Now we think he did. And will it be Christmas too? Will there be Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> will it be there Christmas? A horror Muppet movie would be insane to see. Oh my god. Muppet zombies. So something I noted, because I think it's Hallmark produced and meant for like the Hallmark channel, like it seemed like Leslie Nelson's comedy was very toned down. And like, I know it's short, so that you, you know, it can't just showcase him doing physical comedy like he does. But it just seemed like the whole vase trick and like walking through the doorway with the candles on his head, like that's very mild physical humor for him. Like he does mm. wild things, like that's his whole shtick. So it was kind of, I don't know. It's like they didn't want him to steal the show from Robert Downey Jr., but Robert Downey Jr. was also barely in it. Like, Leslie Nielsen was definitely in it a lot more. I think the mice were the main characters. Yeah, definitely. Which is super cute, because they're adorable. The whole time I was like, man, I thought the daughter, like, gets separated from them at some point. And then finally at the very end was when he picks her up. I always thought she, like, got lost. I don't, I don't know why I thought that, but... And the father dropped off the tree when he was in the maid's room. He was so cute and fat when he was sitting next to his shoe. Imagine picking up a mouse and be like, oh shit, this is a Muppet. It's wearing clothes. Oh, it had mittens. I was very confused about that. I was like, can you tell that you're talking to like, you know, a people mouse? I mean, you should, right? And every other Muppets thing, they know when they're talking to you. Yeah. Well, it's not like every human is looking at the Muppets and being like, but these well, are you're the a dog. You're a you're an abomination. But these animals are more like animals in the world of Muppets even. Like remember how they had Fozzie Bear versus this family of bears? Mm. Well, so I was curious about that. I'm wondering if they like so let's see this Muppet Family Christmas came out in eighty seven. This was ninety five. So that's eight years. Like are there movies in between Muppet movies in between them where these bears are also being used? Like, I'm, I'm assuming that's how it'd have to work. Like, they weren't just, or they just, like, sitting in a closet and so, someone was like, do another Christmas movie. We should go grab those other bears from that know. other Christmas movie. I don't know. No one will remember them. That's true. Because they're usually just way back in the background. Yeah. Or part of the chorus or whatever. I've definitely seen those mice in other movies as well. Yeah. Like, those specific mice family they were definitely in the Muppet Family Christmas. I did notice them. Oh, shoot. I didn't. Oh. I'm going to have to go watch that again. <laughs> Might as well. Did anyone have any uh, good quotes? Yes. The one little mouse, the sun mouse, that was like, it's so cold out here. They could burn their tails right down oh, to their yeah. head. <laughs> yeah, that was my favorite, too. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, when there was all the fire happening, and that, that mouse was actually really smart. It's crazy that the mice are more aware of fire hazards than the humans in this world. Well, yeah, so was the story about a family of mice trying to get a Christmas tree, or was it about a uh, eccentric old man who was planning a giant festive Christmas party and uh, could not wait to decorate his Christmas tree? It's kind of both. Yeah. See, for me, Mr. Willoughby is always the main character. I don't know why. I mean, we follow the mice all through their journey as they are stuck on the tree, to the bears, to the owls, and then finally they get dropped on their own doorstep. That's, I mean, we get to see their adventure. Mr. Willoughby just, like, hangs out in his bathrobe and then throws a party later. I want to go to that party. 
looks like a classic 90s Christmas party, and I'm here for it. I bet they have a nice big bowl of punch, not even with alcohol in it. The dresses were very 90s, which threw me off because I thought this was supposed to be set in the 1800s, but... Yeah, I did too. The velvet dresses and, like, the little girl that was dancing with Mr. Willoughby on his feet. Like, that dress, I'm sure I have almost the same one. Yeah, that felt very 90s. It reminded me of the Christmas party they have at the end of Jumanji, the original Jumanji. Absolutely. It's like the same style dresses. And it's a big house and a big Christmas tree. Yeah, absolutely. I feel it was based on the mice. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. I think, well, was Robert Downey Jr. a big star yet? I have no idea. Because maybe he was, like, the draw, but it wasn't really about him because they couldn't afford him. I don't know. I was trying to think about that timeline as well, and I'd have to look that up. I'm not... I don't know. The internet just says Robert Downey Jr.'s breakout role was Tony Stark, which is, like, not really true. No. That's, like, how he came back onto the scene. Right. Because he was in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and, like, that's an excellent film. That was the role that, that had him pinned for Tony Stark. That's what they brought him in from. They saw him in that role. I feel like you could see a lot of the similar, like, characteristics. He plays the same character over and Very, over again. Yeah. Right from Mr. Willoughby to Tony Stark. Tony Stark. Stark. <laughs> Tony Stank. Iron Man. I do feel like these bears and this one were not the same bears from A Muppet's Family Christmas. Because the bears in the Muppets Family Christmas, I feel like they were, I don't know, like, they didn't have a person in them. These ones, in this one, Mr. Willoughby's Christmas, it was definitely a person wearing yeah. a costume. I recognized the angry dad face, but I was also wondering the same thing. So my thought was, um, I saw how, you kind of see how it was cut around the chest and the back for where, like, it would be put on. And I was wondering if maybe they, like, modded it into, like, a human-fitting costume. But the face, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain it was Muppet Family Christmas, but like it looked really familiar. I bet they have two versions, maybe a lot of a lot of the um, mm. lesser Muppets. <laughs> I bet they have a human costume version and a Muppet puppet version. So they're just very easily transferable. I would think so, right? It makes sense. Because, I mean, the puppets must be kind of unwieldy to work with. The bears, they're big. It's like they're, they're background actors. Yeah. So you see, you, if you only really see them in movies, if you pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. I like that they bring forward the ones that you wouldn't really notice a lot. I think that's cool. I mean, like, are there other Muppet movies like this? Because I, I, I can't recall ever seeing a Muppet movie where it didn't have, like, all of the main Muppets in it. And I'm wondering if that's because it was, like, this made-for-Hallmark Channel thing or uh, if... What's weird, I wonder if they have to pay more to have the main Muppet characters. Because it's like, they're not actors. They're not making more or less money. But Mm. if I'm Jim Henson, I'm going to say, well, Kermit costs a lot more than the bear that no one has a name for. Yeah, I mean, they're expensive puppets too. So, I mean, and Kermit wasn't really in this one a whole lot, to be honest. Like, he narrated part of it where he wasn't even on screen. And then, like, you see him just a few times. So it's probably, yeah, expenses to rent out the muppets weird yeah hallmark was like all right this is our budget and jim hansen was like no i can't do that this is what i can do and this is the budget and hallmark sent back a number even lower and jim (laughs) hansen said all right you get five minutes of kermit on screen and a dozen of these other ones i found in my back closet yeah and hallmark was like okay that's crazy to think about it like that 
a lot of stuff yeah can work like that yeah weird it's weird hallmark's just like yeah we just need a christmas movie that's you know yeah this we is just... before they realized that they just can use recycled actresses from a decade before and then just make that small town enter occupation here meet the big town enter occupation here and then they fall in love but it won't work because of enter problem here yeah <laughs> Classic homework. With enter family member here. It's like the best equation. My mom plays those, and I used to always be so upset when I'd be there, and now I'm just like, why isn't the Hallmark Channel on? Like, (laughs) where are those those terrible movies? I actually made a note that this was like my favorite Hallmark show because all the other ones that you were just talking about are so terrible, and they're so cookie cutter, and this one's actually good. But then I was just thinking that they did use the lesser Muppets for it, so it's still Hallmark because it's second-rate Muppets. <laughs> it's not even, like, the best Muppets. Using the hand-me-downs. <laughs> uh, we're really sorry to any of the actors that we may have offended. <laughs> <laughs> we're sorry to any of the Muppets that we may have offended. Yeah. Oh, you actor Muppets. I do want to retouch that when I start talking about some of the negative aspects as far as technical issues, I don't want that to steal away from my overall enjoyment of the movies that we have been viewing. Good disclaimer. (laughs) Because sometimes I look in the eyes around the table and there's just these clouds that kind of just start filling in and I'm like, I lost them all. (laughs) (laughs) No one knows what I'm talking about. Sometimes. I definitely don't pay attention to the audio so much. (laughs) Yeah. Anna can't see anyways, so looking into her eyes is probably not... She told you earlier, she doesn't know. She could be looking back, maybe not. It's just a confused look all the way through. Everyone's a blob, so I mean, there's no features for me to grab onto. And we're all wearing the same colors and the same headphones. That was a very quick view as well. I looked it up on YouTube, it's only 23 minutes, so... I remember it being a full movie when I was little. I couldn't believe it when I looked it up and it was 30 minutes. Mm. Like, crazy. When you're a child, though, I feel like things feel longer than they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially, like, when I used to watch shows on TV, I definitely thought they were way longer than they are. Like, at at least 40-minute episodes where, like, now they're 23 minutes or 20 minutes long. Yeah, what's crazy, remember cartoons and shit used to do like two different episodes in the same episode you still be like oh this is that was a great episode and you watch it now you're like it was 10 fucking minutes long i wonder if because as a kid you're more easily enveloped in the story and you're more willing to like let it take you wherever it goes and as an adult you're always just kind of aware of what time it is probably less active imaginations you know more distractions so you guys want to share your ratings i'll go first because mine's super obvious I gave it 10 out of 10 perfect trees. Ooh. Mm. Nice. I will give it 4 out of 5 dressed up mice. Hmm. Uh, my rating is 7 out of 10 singing owls. Mm. Uh, my rating was 3 handfuls of M&Ms and a warm chocolate, which is a hot chocolate that has cooled to room temperature. Mm. Hmm. Kind of the perfect hot chocolate. Yeah. It can be. Yeah. Right on. Good movie. I'm glad you all liked it. My favorite Christmas movie. The more Christmas movies we watch, the more holiday spirit I feel bearing its teeth into me. Well, I'm just happy that now that we are done with this episode, we can go cut that perfect Christmas tree. Yep. Mm-hmm. Finally. I call the top. <laughs> <laughs>
I want the bottom. So it just has that weird flat spot at the top. Yeah, so that is one thing that I thought about. Like, everybody has a weird flat spot at the top of their tree, with the exception of the mice. They're the only ones that have a properly shaped Christmas tree. Mr. Willoughby's, when they come through that door, that trunk is like 12 and a half inches wide. I think wider than that. It's huge. That like it's, it's like up the majority of the width of the door, and I mean that that should be thirty six inches. So like it was like closer to two feet, I think. And then when they put it up, it's like the tallest, skinniest tree. And it wasn't cut. It wasn't. It was like broken. It didn't yeah. look like a like it was cut or even cut with an axe. It looked like it had rotted and fallen over. I noticed that too. It looked like they pushed it over. Or something. Yeah, what do I you was think? gonna say it. Thought I thought it looked like in Christmas Vacation where he dug up the tree. Yeah, it was dirt on the bottom. Like I was like, yeah. oh, there's roots still attached. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. That was really weird. You imagine what a tree would look like with twelve different lumberjacks hacking away at it. Well. I, let's just the first thing I thought when I saw the trunk in the door frame was that tree's not coming in this house. Well, I thought you can't bring a tree in that way. You have to bring it in from the top. So the branches go down so you're not catching the doorway with every row of branches. No, you do it the other way. They fold up. We always bring the bottom in first. Yeah. We never come top in. Oh, they But ours is always netted. That's true. But their tree just seemed to be one of those that's so like wide. Yeah, but when they put it up, it was not wide at well, all. Well, yeah, it was okay. very. Skinny. It looked very different in the woods than it did in the house. That is true. Which is true common, for many trees. Common problems. Yeah. I thought this tree was fat and short, but it is actually twenty-two feet tall and very skinny. My family did that once. We cut a tree down, and it was the smallest tree on the tree farm, and then it barely fit in the house, and we had to cut the top off. We had to put it in the dining room with the vaulted ceiling so it would kind of fit in the house. So and then have, we had to eat in the living room with the dining room. A flat top on that one. Yep. Yep. I feel like flat tops are pretty common because of that exact situation where you just don't plan ahead. And then you don't want to lose the bottom, but you don't want to do it. You don't. I feel like losing the bottom is the better option. For me, but I, once it's in the house, I guess you're kind of fucked. So. For me, I never buy a tree like taller than five and a half feet. So I have none of these problems. I feel like huge is not a not an important factor. So, Riley, why don't you tell us about your pick for next time? Next time, we are going to be watching the 1991 cinematic masterpiece of Rockadoodle. Rockadoodle. A story about a rooster and a kid or a cat. Oh. A kid. I don't remember. Cool. A medley so like of a, animals. A kitty cat. This huh. might be one that you hate. From Me? what I remember, it is a mix of real live peoples and animation. I love Space Jam. Not at the same time. What? It it does not happen at the same time. There is animation world and there is regular world. I don't remember how they blend. That's kind of like part of Space Jam. There's they're in their own things at the same time. They have shots of the real world and shots of the animated. It's I'm the sure. adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. That was also <laughs> part of part. Yeah, so it's nothing like that. Mm. <laughs> I guess maybe it is. I don't really remember. I think there's a mean owl. So there's a, a kid or a cat. There's definitely a kid, but I don't know if he turns into a cat. Or if that's just something I remember. We should save this for next time. Probably. Okay. <laughs> All right. Can't wait for that. Thank you for spending time with us here at Paramnesia Theater. Stop by next time for a viewing of Rockadoodle 
and get a great deal on corn dogs. Get them before they expire at the low, low cost of a little dignity and a lot of indigestion. Remember to toss your trash out on the way out and have a safe drive home. Thank you for listening to Paramnesia Theatre. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and follow us on Instagram at paramnesia underscore theatre. If you have any feedback you'd like to provide, send us an email at paramnesiatheater at gmail.com. And remember, support your local drive-in. Please remember to replace the speaker on the post when you leave the theater.